welcome to episode 78 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, video games 2.0. This is the, the first episode of the, the reformatting of the Game Sharks podcast. Welcome, everybody. They, they finally released video games, too. Yeah. Uh, it has way more upgrades over the original video games, and uh, people are pretty excited about it. Uh, joining me this week, we have Adam. Hello. We have Tcon. Hello. And we have Andrew. Hi. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, this is the first episode that we're doing of the the new format for the Game Sharks podcast. Our main topic, the thing we're going to be talking about today, is the announcement of a new Switch model. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. I was talking to Andrew. And we're all for this idea of the, the refocusing of the podcast and having each episode be about one main core thing. But as the week went by, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, man, they just announced this news thing. I'm sad I'm not going to be able to talk about that on the podcast. Oh, man, I've been playing this game. I'm sad I'm not going to be able to talk about it on the podcast. So what I decided that we're going to do is we're going to start off each episode by uh, going around and each person gets to talk uh, about one thing of their choosing, whether it be news, something that they're playing, something else relating to video games for about like three to five minutes. So we get yeah. a little bit uh, of whatever anyone is excited about for that week. And then Totally original idea. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, then we'll go right into our main topic and that'll be the whole episode. So uh, we'll start with Adam. Adam, what's your uh, thing of the week? I bought Resident Evil 7 on sale on Steam, and I started playing that. Have you heard of Game Pass? Is that on Game Pass? Yes. I should I really just buy Game Pass at this point. This is the uh, second time Jeff has had this conversation today with somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the eighth time I've had it with you where you're like, oh, I bought this game. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, I should get Game Pass. Two weeks go by. Oh, yeah. I bought this game. Oh, it's on Game Pass. To be fair, I don't buy that I, I have Game Pass, and then I buy games, and like a week later... Or you just didn't Whoops. look. See if well, anyway. Anyways, talk about Resident Evil 7. Uh, I'm not that far into it yet. I'm just happy to be playing it because I played 8 before it. Mm -hmm. So for me, this is kind of like playing a game that's a prequel where I kind of already know certain things that are going to happen. But I get to see how they happen. Hmm. So yeah. I kind of get to play it in a unique order here with some knowledge I'm not supposed to have. I'm excited to see what your thoughts are going to be because they are two pretty different games style-wise. Yeah, I've heard that seven is more like horror, like less action than eight is. Way less. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So I'm kind of excited for the change. It still it still looks fun, but I'm yeah, it should be interesting. And like I said, I already know the vagueness of what's supposed to happen. So it's really interesting, like playing a game than playing the one that came before it. Kind of like a prequel style. Mm. So it's just kind of excited for that, you know, difference of the progression of playing resident evil cool all right i'm yeah i'm excited to hear more about your thoughts on that as you play more of it Tikon, what's your uh what's your thing of the week what are you excited about in video games well i was talking to you a little about it, a little bit about it earlier Let's go. Uh, so you had mentioned this what like last week i think so uh that slay the spire uh came to the android marketplace mm-hmm and I had it originally on the Switch, but I didn't play it like super often. So I was like, ah, screw it. I'll play it. I played it literally all day at work today. Yeah, you were Hours. texting me all day. I played 
hours of it. You were texting me all throughout I had the day a, talking I had about it. I'm like, slow day. Is, is he supposed to be working? What the hell? Uh, yeah, dude. yeah, I had a very slow day, and I forgot how fun that game is. I love that game. I was saying to you guys, it's probably somewhere in my top 10 games ever now. I just have to figure out which game I'm kicking off my list. Uh, and then I was looking at my list, and I'm like, oh, that's a that's a hard choice. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, dude. It, oh, I, I could talk so about mad. it forever. I, I almost completed a full run and i died on like the like the second to last room before the boss he doesn't even know about the secret final boss yet what (laughs) yeah uh beat beat the 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 act three with every character or the three main characters the first three characters and then come back and talk to me um (laughs) i'll put in a good attempt Yeah, I've, I'm right there with you. I've been super, super addicted to Slay the Spire again now that it is on mobile. I have to unlock everything with every character again. And I've beaten Act 3 with every character uh, except for the new one, which I still haven't even done on the Switch, so I need to put more time into... What is the new character? The uh, the monk. I I don't remember what their title is. Like, there's a silent, ironclad uh, defect. Is it the Seeker? Is it the Seeker? Slay the Spire, new character. Let's see. Um, the sorry the the Watcher. The Watcher. Okay, yeah. I was on the right track. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. Um, yeah, I hope they add another character sometime soon. I don't know if they will, but that'd be really really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm right there. I feel like that's an easily upgradable game is so good yeah it's a lot i was having a lot of fun all right now i'm just trying to like learn the characters and figure out if you have any questions i'm your guy i can help uh andrew what's your thing of the week uh my one thing is rocket league uh you know staying on the theme of getting back into things we were previously addicted to uh i have recently set up my PS5 in a way where I have uh, all of my single-player games on my console storage and all of my, like, multiplayer games that, like, I'll maybe play once a month but not really warrant keeping it installed all the time. Uh, I've delegated those to my extended USB storage. Uh, And so now if I have a friend who says, hey, let's play Call of Duty that I haven't played in, you know, three years, then I can say, okay, I have it on this, you know, thumb drive. Let me just plug it in and we can we can play that, uh, you know, no problem. Uh, and so in order to build out that repertoire of multiplayer games, uh, I was going through my library on PlayStation and Rocket League was in it. So I was like, yeah, I mean, why not download Rocket League? And uh, since... I installed all of the games. It appears in the install order on your home screen. So Rocket League was like the second game and I was doing nothing the other night. So I was like, play some Rocket League. Why not? And now I'm addicted to Rocket League again. Uh, so <laughs> we got my, I've been playing it with my, with my friend Hayden. Uh, we um, got the battle pass and we are playing almost every day. We played like, we did our rumble placements. That's rumble is Rocket League with items. We placed, in plat uh we played there's like a bunch of daily challenges we're doing all of the like cosmetics are really cool and fun to unlock um we have a club where you can set 
it's kind of like the knockout city club where you can like set a certain uh color scheme or theme that is kind of unified through the club members and so what happened the way it works is that you can just invite your friends to your club and then when you play matches against when you have a full uh lineup of club members on your team against another full club it's a club match and so instead of saying like orange team versus blue team it'll say like your clubs uh versus each other and you can select your own color scheme so we are we're the good batch um i get it yes uh and we we uh black and red um so it's been a lot of fun sweet yeah i tegan when rocket league first came out i remember i brought my full pc to your house and like we played a ton this jank setup on your bed so that we could just play Rocket League together. And then after that, like, first two months, I fell off of it super hard and never got back into yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's probably about when I fell off, too. I you do guys... remember. We played it a ton. Mm. A ton. Should... My brother played a lot, too. Play more with me because it is cross-platform now. I will definitely not get back into Rocket League. There's too many games to play, and Rocket <laughs> League is nowhere near the top of my list. Sorry about that. It's soccer with cars, Jeff. What more can you want? Disc golf with cars. Okay, they, they have a they have a hockey puck mode, hmm. which is Closer. disc shaped. <laughs> You're getting there. I would I would argue it's puck shaped, but who's to say? <laughs> who's to say that disc golfs aren't flatter pucks? You may be onto something. Um, we do have one email that uh, I promised I I would read. Jeff, didn't you want to have one thing? Oh, I do have one thing. Um. Crap, thank you for reminding me. Uh, my one thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. That's the name of it. Um, we were all really excited about Mario Golf. We're all big Mario Golf fans here, and I know Derek was too. Uh, unfortunately, Derek couldn't be on this episode. He's on vacation. But I kind of wanted to talk about it a bit because um, I played a decent amount. Andrew, you played one round of it? I've played two rounds. Oh, he's played two rounds now. Um, One round was with you. So my my feelings on it is it's it's not the best, and I'm a little bit sad. Um, but here's the thing: they turned this Mario Golf into more of a party game. So it, you have the the golf blitz mode where it's like race to get the first super. Get... Uh, what is it called? I don't even remember what it's called. Like speed, just speed golf, right? No, no, no. There's, there's two. There's like the, what? the blitz mode where it's like everyone's on one course all at once and there's holes everywhere. It's like, okay, just be the first one to sink three holes in any direction. Go. Uh, and then the other one is speed golf where everyone hits their ball at the same time and off the tee and then sprints to their ball. Um, so you do a little bit of the speed golf in the story mode. Uh, and I've just realized this is not what I'm looking for in a golf game. So the golfing mechanics themselves are pretty good i think they're very solid they made a bunch of changes andrew and i were really thrown off at first but the more i played it the more i got used to it and i kind of like what they went for it's not as easy you need to think a little bit more about your shot it's easier in some ways and more difficult in other ways uh and i think they did a good job balancing that out but what i like out of golf games is taking your time and being strategic and making like the smartest shot possible uh, I like golf games with RPG mechanics in it where like you're leveling up and you're putting stats into spin or power or um, 
uh, what are other golf stat things? I don't know. You get the idea. Or, and you're like buying new clubs and new balls and stuff. But the the story mode here is very lackluster. There's not much going on there. And the speed golf and blitz golf modes aren't what I'm personally looking for in a golf game. So it's not a golf game for me. It feels more like a Mario Party for golf than it is like a traditional RPG slower golf game. And that's fine. I've come to terms with that. And it's like, well, it stinks that they didn't make the golf game I liked. But there are plenty of people who do like this because it like they want to sit on the couch with four or three of their friends and just like have this crazy wacky time. That's what they're looking for. Um, but it's not what I'm looking for as a fan of the sport of golf more so in disc form than ball form but still the general idea of taking your time strokes making the most strategic shot you can uh that's not what we're getting here and it is what it yeah. is but those are my thoughts yeah. on super mario golf or mario golf yeah super rush it's like a much more serialized version of golf in a mar in mario form and like after my second round of playing it i immediately i was just like i think we even quit the round early and we were like let's just go play toadstool tour on the gamecube which is exactly what we did and i just that that game just does it more does it better for me and it's like you said jeff the speed golf mode is nice and it's cool that that's a variety of mario golf that people can play and enjoy and that is the kind of impetus of that game uh but the pure fundamental golf of it in Toadstool Tour was done just way better in the 2001 game. There's like just, I love the intricacy of it, uh, kind of the precision that is to be had with the like shot selection and the power levels and like being able to like approach different shots or, or basically just like shaping the shot the way you want whereas like it was so obtuse i feel like and super rushed for me to even like select my power or select my spin like they changed spin the way it works and like like you can do top spin backspin and super backspin but you can't do super top spin it's just not a thing anymore and i'm just like i just don't like the things that have been lost in translation hmm. it did take me a bit to get used to that Oh, and I yeah. do think you do get used to that. Uh, but like I, you were saying, the main core idea of this game is the speed golf. And I don't want to play my golf fast. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I have an email that I promised I would read uh, to a fan of ours. And I told him I would wait until Tcon was here for this. The, the title of the email is a Batman versus Spider-Man debate. Jesus Christ. Oh, this, is, this is from a fan of ours, Michael, who had previously emailed in. So I'm going to read this. I don't want to get into a big discussion about it. Uh, it's good because we already did. We already did. We uh, let it be known that the Game Sharks podcast definitively says that Spider-Man would kick the shit out of Batman in a fight. Uh, a person with a brain can definitively say that Spider-Man would kick the shit out of Batman. Yes. Um, so, here That's we right go. That's right, Econ. <laughs> uh, the, the email says, all. I apologize for not weighing in sooner. As I said, I only recently found the podcast. I also apologize for the length of this email as well. But oh, I love God. superheroes more than video games. Trust me, it's not nearly as long as Matt's email on the subject. Okay. okay. <laughs> the, the debate is an interesting question, although one that is bound to cause a split because it is almost impossible to answer. 
disagree we did answer it uh these characters specifically with them so far these characters specifically have so many different versions and iterations that you could endlessly pit different versions up against each other and wind up having different results for example you could put 60s adam west batman versus spider-man 2099 and batman is hilariously outmatched toby Maguire's spider-man would likely lose to christian bale's dark knight but could beat the tv gotham punk kid also that is just wrong Toby Maguire stopped a train. <laughs> Just saying. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I? If you pick the best and strongest version of each, Batman would likely win because DC at its peak makes their superheroes stronger than gods. In my opinion, that is why the MCU succeeds where the DCEU fails because Marvel is able to tell more interesting stories. The traditional Spider-Man almost never beats his strongest villains without help or a crazy scenario, i.e. sends Venom into space, sends Carnage to another dimension, turns Lizard into Dr. Connors, etc. The traditional Batman never kills except for when he does, and he kills much more than (laughs) Spider-Man. Spider-Man kills aliens in Endgame, but even that is out uh, out there for spider-man batman kills by accident psa leaving a guy on a train that is crashing isn't an accident <laughs> batman does beat his villain solo all the time so people can can argue batman is a better hero but the point of spider-man is usually to show a young person maturing into a superhero so it's unfair to compare the two heroes when batman is supposed to always be good it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges in that sense in conclusion Batman would likely win if both heroes are at their peak, but Spider-Man is a more interesting superhero. As also mentioned, there are a lot of combinations, so the answer isn't as clear as the question seems. Also, as a side note, while I think the MCU is great and nearly perfect, I wish DC could get it together and make a good universe. I would love for every superhero to have a great movie, and ultimately, it wouldn't matter who beat would beat who, but, who, but we would just have pure awesomeness. Um, I would like to state that uh, he defeated the purpose of his own and any arguments made in this discussion with the statement, Batman doesn't kill except when he does. Because that same logic can be applied to all comic book characters, settings, and interactions. Yeah. Because of what Matt said in his description, where it's whatever the writers friggin' want to do. Yeah, so so I think he kind of misses <laughs> the point of our initial argument, where it's like all writing and like character development and like character personality aside, no, like oh, if Batman had time, he would outsmart. It's just like they bump into each other in the street. One of them knocks an ice cream cone out of the other's hand, and it's a fight to the death. In that moment, there's no world where Spider-Man loses. Yeah, Batman's a guy. <laughs> Spider-Man has spider sense super strength there's no world where batman could beat spider-man in a fight on this like passing by on the street and that was the the original discussion that we had so i'm sorry michael but as as the uh ambassador for the game sharks podcast we disagree with you tikan i'll give you one like minute to say your piece as the resident batman fan oh no i was gonna uh agree with him that uh live action uh, like 90% sucks ass. What they need to do is they just need to have whoever does their animated stuff do their live action You're stuff. You're talking about for animated. Yeah, because their animated stuff is literal perfection. I don't know why you get perfection with that and then 
hot garbage with their live action, aside from like two movies. But you're not going to disagree that Spider-Man would beat him in a fight. I see. That's a smart choice, but <laughs> smart choice. You still got 30 seconds. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that, Michael. Uh, moving on. Hopefully we won't bring this conversation up for another couple of years. Uh, all right. We're moving on to our main topic. The announcement of a new Switch model, the Switch OLED model is what it is called. Uh, so, I don't know if you remember, but a little bit back, we, we took bets on on all the Switch Pro rumors and we decided that whoever was the most correct about the, the Switch Pro, as it was known before, um, would be the winner of a pizza party given to him by the other game sharks. That is true. So I forgot about that. Was I a part of that? Nope. No. It's just uh, myself, Andrew, Derek, and Adam. So uh, I think right now, let's just talk about the announcement, how we feel about it, what's there, what's not there, what is not there, sorry, and our general thoughts on it. And uh, we'll go and go back and look at our bets to see uh, to see how we feel. So I guess the first thing to classify or to talk about is, I guess we'll just talk about what it is. So it is a Nintendo Switch OLED model, which is a very interesting name it's choice. Kind of a clunky name. Uh, Not only is it Nintendo Switch OLED model, it is Nintendo Switch parenthesis OLED model, close parenthesis. So for, I want to ask do you, you, Andrew, you say OLED. I've always said OLED. What is I the... said OLED for the for the uh, quickness of it. I, I I would say OLED most of the time. Okay. I hear a lot of so OLED think... is LG. I think they own like the patent or whatever to OLED. I could be wrong, uh, and I'm pretty sure they call it OLED. Do they? I think so. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I've heard both. I've always said. Um, I've always said OLED. I've always said it out because, like, you wouldn't say, "Oh, that LED light." It's, it's, you know, it is an acronym. It's a light emitting diode. Um, and I feel like so Samsung has QLED, and I'm pretty sure they say QLED. Not do they? QLED. Yeah, that's their version of like an OLED TV. Anyways, um, I'm gonna. It doesn't matter how we say it. Anyways, it is the nope, Nintendo Switch OLED model. Um, here's what we're going to get. So, it is going to come with a slightly bigger screen. I think we're currently at 6.2. It's going up to 7 inches. Uh, so, basically, it is the same exact size. So, the bezels are just getting smaller. That's nice. Obviously, it's going to have an OLED screen. So much nicer looking picture, more vivid colors, a crisper contrast, all great things. Uh, it's going to become with a new stand on the back because everyone has complained about that one little tiny flap. It doesn't really do much for helping your Switch stay. Uh, our friend Corey pointed out it's kind of very similar to the, the Microsoft Surface stand. Uh, and it's, it like, it's like a, the full width of the Switch is now what the stand looks like. So that will be very helpful if you're ever going to play it in tabletop mode. It comes with a new dock, 
The new dock has a built-in LED mode and it's a little bit more ergonomic. The edges are rounded. Um, it looks like a little bit softer on the inside. Um, it's got, did I say it has a built-in LAN port already? Cause it does. Um, they switched up the, the back so that cords can fit into it a little bit easier. Um, Notable uh, tidbit about the LAN port is that it replaces the USB port in the back. That's true. So now you only have two USB ports instead of three, yeah. um, which which means you cannot use a GameCube adapter and charge a Pro Controller at the same time. Yes, I was going to say the only downside to this is Smash players who use GameCube controllers. However, most Smash players opt to not use Rumble uh, in their control sets, anyways. And if you, I'm fairly certain, if you with the the two because gamecube controller adapters have two usb plugs in them i think yes. one of them is just to power it and to give it the input and the other one is specifically for rumble i'm not a hundred percent sure on that but i think you can get away with only using one of them if you don't care about having the rumble in your controller uh so there is that uh it's gonna have 64 gigs of internal storage i'm pretty sure the original came with 32 uh but you're gonna want um expandable storage micro SD card anyways there is uh new speakers for enhanced audio uh and uh yeah that is it so i guess before what's missing how do we feel about what is here c plus c plus man it just seems like a quality of life update if anything mm-hmm. like yeah it's basically it's, the same yeah. system just a, you know slightly better quality like it's gonna look a little better it's gonna sound a little better you know if you care about like having a nice kickstand in the land port i guess those are nice upgrades but it's not yeah and here's you know. the thing about this one quick note that is... i forgot to mention uh this switch is 350 dollars. the traditional switch is 300 dollars. this was going to come up <laughs> the, the yeah. switch light is 200 dollars, uh and you can buy just the dock uh separately if you so choose sorry go yeah okay so that's also, good so if you if you just wanted the the land port you don't have to buy an entirely new system for it also it comes in uh you can get the traditional red and blue controller setup with a black dock or you can get two white joy con with a white dock which looks pretty clean if i do say so myself yeah i, I gotta say i did notice that i like the way it looks before we get to the thing i was gonna say i actually just realized that with the current switch uh dock if you wanted to use LAN anyway, you needed to use a USB LAN cable, mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. Yes. So that completely invalidates that criticism, essentially. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the thing about it is like, there's no performance upgrades. It's the same switch, but the screen is a little bigger. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Like yeah. the all of the other stuff. It, it's like also you said, a Adam, nicer screen. It's not just bigger. Right, but. The like graphical output of the switch, like it's already still the same, like resolution and stuff, right? Yeah, it's the yeah, same it's resolution. Not going any higher so than like, it used to. it'll perform slightly better naturally in handheld mode, but other than that, there's no real upgrade in performance. So all of the changes are really just quality of life upgrades, and I don't think it needed to be upriced. I think that is my biggest criticism is why is this 350 why isn't this 300 and the other switch go down to 200 or 250 or 250 yeah and, and then or 
the regular switch goes down to 200 and then the switch light goes down to 150 or something like yeah i feel like the 350 it's not how you make money it's very true um <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i the 350 is the thing that feels the most off to me personally yeah the other the other big question mark for me but it's a very nintendo thing is kind of the like the amount of pageantry they're they're like presenting this with like the trailer for it was like oddly like it was very nintendo where like it's it's such a weird yet accurate way to describe it is just that it is nintendo it gave off uh, similar vibes as the the, the initial like, launch trailer of the switch yeah it's like, yeah, yeah. It's on like the they're showing they're showing people like this guy gets home from work standing against the wall in his hallway playing on a switch and i'm like nobody does that you know it's just like how are these people there's a gr- a family playing checkers on a switch at a picnic table and i'm like i guarantee you 99 out of 100 families would just grab a checkerboard you know but um, i think their point is that it like it's that thing that they did with the initial launch trailer and like i was saying with like karen sitting on the or bringing it to a rooftop party it's like there are people who do that we are not those people but those people yeah exist. i mean very specific circumstances yes but like some of them i feel are a, a bit far-fetched but that's getting a, a little too pedantic about it the point i was trying to make is that like they've showed off a like three minute trailer for what's essentially like a like very slight hardware upgrade uh and then like someone pointed out that the like graphic that they used to to usher the oled model title on screen looks like it is like an adobe like after effects ad or something <laughs> like it, it it looked so like corny and very like last minute and it's just funny how how like big of a deal they're treating this as when yeah. the in its actual title its official like marketable title is switch parenthesis oled model yeah again such a weird it's so voice. weird um so yeah andrew i think you you started to touch on it and i think the biggest thing here is what's not here so obviously let's let's rewind a couple months we have been getting we've been getting switch pro rumors for a couple of years at this point uh and we kind of most of them from derek we kind of like <laughs> hit an all-time high the the weeks leading up to this year's e3 uh we got the bloomberg report basically saying like the switch pro is happening it's going to get announced this week uh and like they were like picking days where it's like okay it's going to get announced this day and the report had talked about how uh there was going to be 4K output for the Switch uh, on your TV. There's going to be new processor inside to make it more powerful so that you could port um, more graphically intense games to it and then that developers would have access to it for games in the future that they're making. And they talked about how there's probably going to be a Joy-Con revision and we didn't get any of that. So my question is... Yeah, the Joy-Cons on this new Switch, same Joy-Cons as they are currently. Yes, which... I don't. They didn't say anything either way. I could see them like shadow tweaking something in the Joy-Con to maybe combat Joy-Con drift and just not saying it, because like you don't, you don't. Especially if there's lawsuits against you, you don't want to point out that you made a mistake. Like Nintendo would never want to say like, "Oh yeah, our controllers are fucked up. We fixed them." They would just do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there is very much a chance that the Joy-Con coming out, starting with this new console, are all updated um to like have a fix to combat joy-con drift but 
There's no way of knowing that, obviously. Uh, also, side note, this is coming out October 8th, which is the same day as Metroid Dread. Yeah. So definitely intentional. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so we were getting all these rumors, and it was hyping everyone up, and everyone's really excited. And everyone wants a new upgraded switch that with like more processing power and whatnot and then we got this and i can't help and everyone seems to be super pissed off about this and Mm -hmm. i can't help but think it's another case of people getting too hyped up about something coming up with or like talking about rumors coming up in there with coming up with in their own head what they think the thing should be and then when it is not that they get mad i 100 percent agree Imagine, yeah, imagine being Nintendo in this situation. You're like, oh, we have a revision that we're going to do for the Switch. It's kind of, it's pretty cool. It's not like a huge upgrade, but we're excited about it as a company. And then all these rumors start coming, and all these people start talking about 4K and a new uh, graphics uh, processing unit. And they're just like, well, fuck, we can't, <laughs> we can't win. Like Nintendo, yeah, once really those can't. rumors started, there is no winning for Nintendo. Uh, I feel like unless they put out the thing that people are saying that they're going to put out, which doesn't exist. Yeah. And and to give like some like additional I guess context to that the the like Bloomberg reports on the leaks for this cuz this was like leaked a little while ago the information was all there. It never said it was going to be 4K. It never said that it was going to be a better performing console. It just said it was getting an, a 7-inch OLED screen and that's exactly what this is. Wait, the Bloomberg report? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Really? At least that was that's all I remember from it. No, I think they were talking about like all sorts of uh graphical upgrades. I think they were talking about getting a new chip in it. Hang on, I'm looking up Bloomberg right now. Someone filibuster. Da, da, da. Is it bad that I still want it? Nintendo plans to <laughs> yes, model I... of its Switch gaming console we'll with a bigger Samsung OLED display this year. Hoping the larger touchscreen can prop up demand in time for holidays. Um, okay, that Samsung was... Display Company will start mass production of 7-inch 720p resolution OLED panels as early as June. Okay, hold on. So, uh, I was starting to read that same one. Is that the one from March or from May? I don't know. There's one from May. March. Okay, there's one from May that is more of a... It's a more recent one, and I think it talks more in details because I do remember that March one. Yeah, that's the that's those were the details I remembered. So I'm I may just be misremembering. Uh, I have to subscribe. It wants me to subscribe to Bloomberg. Yeah, me too. I don't want to. I just want to read the article. Sorry, Bloomberg. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I think this other one. Yeah. Okay. Um, display faster, 4K output. Yeah, so the most recent one started talking about 4K. Okay. Um, so the initial ones weren't. And I was all on the same page with you for that. Um, so yeah, it kind of got blown out of proportion. And then like, yes. again, like I said, there's no winning for Nintendo. Imagine uh, imagine this. Here's, here's a, a scenario uh, for you. Tikon's having a party. And I say to, e. I say to Tikon, I'm bringing party pizza or like i i like the word pizza somehow gets thrown out in the ether and tikon like somehow somewhere along the line there's some misinformation and tikon starts telling people that i'm bringing pizza and then someone else is like oh i heard the pizza's gonna have like 
three meats on it and then someone else is like yeah i heard it's gonna have stuffed crust wouldn't it be sweet if it had stuffed crust and the next person's like it's definitely gonna have stuffed crust and then i show up to the party and i just have party pizza <laughs> it's just bread and sauce I'm not gonna lie. for those of you who aren't from rhode island party pizza is just bread with sauce on it which it's i will stand by fucking thing ever and i probably would not be disappointed if you brought that instead yeah, of that Tegan loves party pizza uh it's except it is not pizza Anyways, imagine the scenario. I show up. Everyone's just like, what the fuck, Jeff? You, you, everyone said that you were going to bring like this grand extravagant pizza with all these meats and stuffed crust. It's like, there's no winning for me and there's nothing I can do about it. And it's like, maybe on the way there, I hear, oh, fuck. Someone thought I was bringing this crazy big pizza, but I just have this. This is what I have. And I was excited about this. But Anyways, it's a dumb analogy. Funny but- thing. No, 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 no. It works. Because in the analogy, I would love you forever and I would destroy that pizza. And in this, real life, I am a child and I like shiny new things. <laughs> and I'll probably buy it. <laughs> yeah, you you have a problem. You like you just buy everything. Um I do. So so here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a step and be- look. We know what it's not and why people are angry. There's no four K. It doesn't have more processing power. Uh what is what is it? Okay. To me, this is an upgrade for handheld players. Uh, I am primarily a handheld player. I play probably 80% of my Switch games handheld, and then like 20% I'll put it in the dock. If it's like a big multiplayer game, it'll be in the dock. That's usually it. If I'm playing a single-player single game by myself, I'm most likely playing it in handheld mode. That doesn't go the same for everyone. Andrew, I know you tend to be more of a dock player when you are playing your Switch. Um, so... I would say, looking at this and what it is, if you primarily play your Switch in the dock, if you do not play your Switch more than 60% of the time in handheld mode, do not buy this Switch model. There is no point. Because there is absolutely no difference if you are playing your games in dock mode. It's not going to be any different. But if you are someone who really enjoys playing your Switch in handheld mode, I think this is a pretty decent upgrade. And like you were saying, Tikon, I'm excited about it as someone who primarily plays in handheld mode. Uh, one comparison- Although the new dock looks cool as hell. I do like the stylization of the new dock, which is really nice. Um, one- you could just buy the new dock. You could just no. buy it. No, that's a waste of money. Do not just buy the new If you have to buy it, if you're like, oh man, I need a second dock for this other room, buy this one over the old one. But don't As long just- as it costs the same. Oh, that's a good point. Ten bucks more. Um, this one has a built-in LAN adapter. Ooh. Uh, a comparison that I would, really nice. I would like to make. Let's let's go back to to uh, one of the most successful Nintendo handhelds. All of Nintendo's handhelds have been successful, but let's go back to the Game Remember Boy. The DSi XL. <laughs> let's go back to the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, beloved little handheld device. Incredible. Everyone loves it. Not but, me. But you know what people love more? The Game Boy Advance SP. And you know what the difference is? It folded in half and it had a backlight and that was it. But everyone widely regards the Game Boy Advance SP as the definitive way to play Game Boy Advance games. I'm not saying that this is going to be the equivalent of the Game Boy Advance SP to the Game Boy Advance. However, as a primary handheld player, a much nicer screen, a bigger screen, screen, a bigger screen, better audio... I'm I'm all in, you know. That's yeah. something I'm excited about as someone who primarily plays it in handheld mode. 
Uh, I Andrew. And However, Adam, question. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, did the Game Boy Advanced SP cost more or the same as the original Game Boy Advanced? I couldn't tell you. I was probably ten or so when I got it. Um, I could do some research if you guys want to talk more about your thoughts on the new Switch. Um, yeah. So I definitely agree with you, Jeff. Like this is very much a cataclysm as a result of fabricated expectations by the collective consumers but uh the part that still feels odd to me is regardless of what the of like whether the 4k rumors were real or not regardless of of like how like people expected it to 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 be it still feels weird how out of touch nintendo is with just like the current like ecosystem and what is considered to be significant in the space it's the same thing that we talk about with their nintendo directs where they will devote time to like seemingly irrelevant games or games that we already know of like a game that they announced have shown a bunch of gameplay of already it's coming out next week but they're like here's a minute long sizzle reel about it Mm -hmm. uh you know, it's like Nintendo just seems to put focus on a lot of the wrong things sometimes. And I think this is another example of that because, like, a 4K, like, I would have loved this amount of celebration if it was a 4K Switch, if, you know, there was a significant upgrade and, you know, to justify the price increase. But it's like you said, Jeff, this, even though this upgrade is significant for some people, I don't think it it warrants this amount of like prestige that they're giving. It. Yeah. See, I can understand it because it is a very it's a divisive announcement. It is exciting for half of the user base and completely irrelevant for half the user base. Whereas with the Game Boy Advance SP, that's pretty exciting for most of the people. Um and the yeah. Game Boy Advance SP is a bad comparison because the like it was just that handheld. was Well, not only that, but that was like a way better like the the ergonomics of it folding in half and having a backlight is i think much more significant than the the 0.8 inches upgrade uh i think you're underestimating how much nicer an oled screen is going to look uh i think it's going to look significantly better in person um yeah no i i definitely agree with that um but uh, I did look it up, by the way. Both the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Advance SP launched at $100. So okay. this goes again to where we both say, why go up to 350 for this? Uh, but beyond me. Um, so here's the thing. This is not a Switch Pro. No, it is not. Do you think we're still getting a Switch Pro down the line? Because I've been hearing some people be like, oh, you know, maybe in 2022 we'll see the actual 4K model. And then that has me sitting here thinking, well, fuck, should I even bother buying this if people think next year we're just going to be getting an even more uh, advanced version of the Switch than this? But me personally, my opinion is I don't think we're going to get anything in the next few years. I think it's going to be like four plus years before we'd see anything new. And it's going to be like whatever the next thing is. Yeah, I was about to say, I I don't think we're after this. We have like the three tiers of Switch model. So I think at this point we wouldn't get an upgrade. We just get like the Switch 2 or whatever comes next. I think this is the third tier. I think we have the the Switch Lite. 
I think we have the traditional switch, and then this is this is your fancy switch. If you want to be a fancy switch player, this is what you get, and then that's it. Yeah. I, I personally don't think we're going to see anything else. And I think I've hearing all these like journalists and people in the industry be like, yeah, you know, probably like 2022, maybe 2023. We'll get that switch pro that people are talking about. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't know, it. dude. More... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the next thing will be like, you have your three tiers of play and now whatever comes next a couple years down the line, it's like the next system, mm. whether that is a reimagined switch like a brand new console that's still like, like you know how we have like Xbox, Xbox 360, Series X, you know. Yeah. Like I would Switch not be surprised. 3D. If, like I would not be surprised if down the line, like the Switch is just the Nintendo console. I, I would expect them to like. I don't know if it'd just be a Switch Two, the Super Switch, but like yeah, yeah like they're gonna keep the Switch name, kind of like what they attempted to do with the Wii U, but it will be a new console. But I think they'll do the marketing much better than they did last time. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. I could also see Nintendo just sticking with this for a good while. Well, um, they have said that they do expect the lifetime of the system to be a little bit longer than others. Yeah. But that doesn't really give us a specific on, you know, when it'll end. I mean, as long as it remains to be, as long as it's popular and can keep up with the games they want to make, mm-hmm. hardware-wise, I think they'll keep it. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, for their main games, I feel like they don't really need 4K, so that's probably why they're not pushing yeah, you don't need 4K? it for. Yeah, I think like, the Breath of the Wild is going to look amazing. Be a big enough boost to the picture quality of their like flagship main party games and like the main games that are supposed to be on the Switch. Yeah, like Nintendo games don't rely on looking super realistic. They they rely on looking like Nintendo games. Like they always they all have their very specific art style that works on a Nintendo system. Yeah. I wish so. Nintendo's first party games always look pretty incredible on the Switch. Like, I'm thinking Luigi's Mansion. That game looked really great. Breath of the Wild looked really great. It had some frame rate issues in some parts, but, like, visually, it looked really, really good. Mario Odyssey looked incredible. Um, but while well, Andrew and I noticed when we were playing Mario Golf Super Rush, which wasn't made by Nintendo, it's made by Camelot, like, it didn't look great. There was a lot of pixelation, especially things off in the distance. It, like, Looked, trees just looked like garbage yeah they just look like blurry messes and not even like human eyesight blurry just like pixelated garbage and it's just like man nintendo needs to write up a document on like this is how you make a game for the switch and not have it look like butt because like only they are doing it or uh smaller developers who aren't making any sort of graphically intense game more like art style or hand-drawn stuff or pixelated stuff um yeah i don't know i'd like and that's where it comes down to like man i wish part of me wishes there is like a, a graphical upgrade to the switch with a new processor and uh, 4k output on the tv because some things could use it but i don't know i'm back and forth on it it's 50 50 but it's not what we're getting <laughs> it's not a real thing um and this is what we're getting so i guess i want to ask and i think i know everyone's answer um I'm I'm gonna purchase this. I have someone in line to buy my current switch, uh, so I will be able to get this new one cheaper as a primary handheld gamer. Tikon, you're gonna buy it because you have a problem and you love buying the newest technologies. Hell, you can yeah, Andrew. I'm gonna assume you have no interest in this whatsoever. Absolutely not. I don't even use my switch as it is. 
uh, let alone do I have $350. That is 100% fair. What about you, Adam? I have a feeling you're also not going to get it. If I could find someone to buy my current Switch, if I can get it, like, not for $350. Because, mm-hmm. like, I would have no need for two Switches. Yeah. Like, I would welcome the upgrade, but, like, it's not a necessity. Are you more so a, a handheld or a docked Switch user? I do. I do mostly play it handheld. Okay. Cool. And that's what I, I'm kind of noticing. It's, like, the people who play primary handheld are excited, and then docked players are like, well, there's literally no point to this. Which, yes, that is true. PSA from the Game Sharks podcast. If you play your Switch mostly in dock mode, do not buy the Switch OLED version because you don't need it. Oh. One thing I do wish that was there, uh, I wish it had Bluetooth so you could like yeah, put some Yeah, that's another weird it. omission. It's like, why? Like if, if this was like aimed at being better in handheld, why is there no wireless headphone support? Because they made the speakers better. They don't think about people using headphones. Like they never okay. show it. In Nintendo any doesn't think about a lot of things. Yeah. In the modern, I mean, it'd just be nice if I was like with my roommates and they were watching something. I could just put my headset in and play my Switch on the couch, you know? Yeah, I, I agree I'm still conscious about making too much noise. Yeah, I use head uh, headphones when same situation, which like I'm being conscious of someone else around me, or if I'm on a plane ever, which hasn't been a long time. But you get the <laughs> yeah. idea. Um. Okay. So that's so. So yeah, that's the Switch, the Nintendo Switch OLED model. So let's go over to our documents. Oh. Before that, Jeff, mm-hmm. I would like to write it into my uh, my will and testament that the first that the next thing Nintendo does that is not another they're like they're the next thing that they do is not going to be a new Switch or a sequel to the Switch. It is going to be a Switch VR peripheral. It's a headset, and you slide the Switch in like a dock in front of your eyeballs. You know that exists, right? Fuck. <laughs> they did it as a labo. <laughs> Well, no, that, but like not a labo, like an actual thing. Uh, well, they would need to make a new switch to do that because it's not powerful enough to do it. I rescind. <laughs> I rescind everything I've ever said. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to our document. And I think we're going to have to have a little bit of discussion about each of these. Uh, and then we're going to divvy up points. And whoever got the most is going to win a pizza party. Uh, so we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories here. Uh, well, I guess we'll go through one at a time. The first one is, is it even real? I said, nay, Andrew, Derek, and Adam said, yay. And I think this might be the most debatable one because we technically didn't get a switch pro. Yeah. What is it in quotes? Do we count like for all of these? My question is for, do we just treat it blanket? It does the OLED model substitute for the Switch Pro, quote unquote, in what our bet was? Because when we were betting for this, I mean, your entire list of bets, Jeff, was an entire like caveat on the entire thing. Not yeah, on it not existing. And yeah, I, I don't know. I take on you're not a part of this bet, so I feel like you're a good arbiter here to be the voice of reason and like determination and like, okay. Should we classify this? Okay, is it even real? When we were talking about the Switch Pro, we were all under the assumption it would be like the next big thing. It'd be the 4K that what everyone was talking about. Uh, so, no, what would you off, say? Based off that fact alone, right there, where you guys all thought if it was going to happen, the Switch Pro would be like this crazy new Switch. I would say no, it's not real. 
because this is not that at all. This is just like but Adam had the, said and whatnot. Quality of life improvements, small improvements. But Nothing at the time crazy. at the time that we made this bet, we weren't even certain that there was going to be a new model at all. So I believe Oh like, no, Derek seemed pretty certain. Derek's in a, an anomaly <laughs> in this. But <laughs> like collect a lot, a lot of things. That's true. Collectively when we made this bet, I believe like this is just guessing like is there even going to be another new switch model like regardless i feel like this the stats of it are you know not really the point yeah you know, I, I could even say we could argue that we could all get like a half a point because the pro didn't exist well but if we all got a half a point then then why give anyone any points that's fair yeah the question is like kind it. of no points no yeah, points the question is kind we... of Pointless at this point. Should we like go and listen to to the episode? Did Did we definitively? Did we define what we meant by the Switch Pro? Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna leave this one blank for now, because everything else is very quantifiable. Um, I'm. We're gonna take a break because I forgot to make trivia. So I'm gonna. We're gonna take a break. I'm gonna make trivia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and then we'll come back and i will we'll also go listen to that episode to see what we said to kind of determine an Pull answer up right now all right so you start getting that so we're gonna leave this one blank for now <laughs> price that is very quantifiable uh we had i had it at 400 andrew and adam had it at 350 and Derek had it at 300 so very obviously andrew and adam get a point there yeah uh, updated Joy-Con. Uh, myself, Andrew, and Adam all had said yes, and Derek said no. So uh, Derek got a point there because, as far as we know, there's no updated Joy-Con release date. I said spring 2023. Andrew said fall 2022. Adam said spring 2022. Derek coming in with that fall 2021. Uh, so oh, that's another point for Derek. Damn it, we're gonna have to buy Derek a pizza, aren't we? <sighs> Uh, it's not even here actually i think the is it real thing doesn't even matter because i think Derek wins no matter what launch game i said metroid prime 4 andrew said bayo 3 Derek said mario kart 9 adam said breath of the wild 2 it's metroid prime oh no fuck it's metroid, dread. It's metroid, it's dread. metroid dread i didn't know metroid it's not dread. Metroid you know four. technically bayonetta 3 is not does not have a confirmed release date yet they could do a Nintendo <laughs> Direct in August and say it comes out with the new Switch. Yeah, no. They could. Uh, I mean, hey, listen, all I'm saying is if can, that happens we'll and it. I retroactively win, then I get a free pizza. Okay, deal. Because there's no fucking way that Bayonetta 3 is coming <laughs> out on October 8th. Um, you never know. Remember last month when we didn't know about WarioWare and Mario Party and Metroid Dread? And, and E3 happened, the biggest game announcements of the year. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, so no, no points given out for launch game name. Adam and I had Super Nintendo Switch, and Adam and Derek just said it's just going to be called Nintendo Switch. So no one's right there. No one said Nintendo Switch OLED version. Parentheses. Do we? But here's so, that's such a specific it's, thing to have yeah, been able to guess. I feel like Derek and I should quick. get the point for just having Nintendo Switch. Mm, no, mm, I, I kind of agree. It's, it's OLED. It's wow. still just called the Nintendo Switch. It's just a like. It, <laughs> I mean, regardless, it'd be Derek... like it'd be like calling the Game Boy Advanced SP Game Boy Advanced foldable model. 
Like, <laughs> what did SP stand for? That's a good question. S- uh, side pocket, super play. Uh, s- stood for special. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. sure. Um, so yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't think you guys should get points because that's not what it's called. It's called the OLED version. But regardless, uh, if we go to announce date, uh, I guessed early 2023. Andrew said E3 2022. Derek said next week. Which, <laughs> Which when did we did make not this back in out. April? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out, yeah. Uh, and then Adam, uh, when did the podcast episode go up? Didn't you grab I'm, I'm looking for it. Oh, okay. Uh, March 26th. Oh, so we did this back in March. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, he thought it was going to be the beginning of April. And Adam said E3 2021. Uh, so with either two or three points, Derek wins. Ah, oh, god damn it. Even though this is nothing like what he thought it was going to be. Whatever this new model of Nintendo Switch is, he was the closest <laughs> by getting two or three right, depending on if we give him the name. But it doesn't matter. So what if... We don't say anything. I don't think you understand how little the people even on this podcast care about this podcast, Derek. I mean, Tikon. Yeah. Hey, I listen to it every single time I'm not on. Besides I, I you. you. <laughs> I'm curious. So, yeah, if Derek you, listens buddy. to this and calls us out on it, Derek, you get a free pizza. Here you go. Uh, but my money is on Derek won't listen to this episode and he's going to forget that we did these bets and we won't have to buy him pizza. Uh, I can live with that. Got a better pizza on that bet. <laughs> also still a possibility. I tie with Bayonetta three. Uh, okay. If that happens, you can bring it up and then Derek and I will buy everyone pizza or, uh, Adam and I will. Adam, buy yeah. <laughs> Jeff and I will treat. Uh, but we, if that doesn't happen, eat. we're not going to say anything. <laughs> Sure. Sound good? Agreed. Yeah. All right. So so it be sworn. Um okay. Well, let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll we'll do some uh, megabyte trivia. How does that sound? Sure. Sounds good to me. Like a plan. All right, guys, we have returned. And now we're going to do our Megabyte Trivia section with the theme this week being Nintendo Hardware Revisions. Oh, God. So, I have five questions for you guys, all pertaining to Nintendo Hardware Revisions. So, we're going to start off at question number one. What was the launch price for the Game Boy Advanced SP? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh... Sorry, that really got me. Uh, question number one. What was the name of the N64 add-on that only came out in Japan? So there was an add-on. It was it was like a form of revision where it was sold and you attached it to the N64. Uh, and there was going to be all new games that you could only play on this add-on slash revision. What was it called? So I'll give you a second to think about it. Tikon is either very confident or has no fucking clue. <laughs> that little smirk makes me think no fucking clue. Uh, Adam, we're going to have you go first on this. What was the name of the oh, N64 boy. add-on that only came out in Japan? I, uh, hmm. 
I know that it's something with like a rob. Like I'm gonna. That's my answer. Okay. Something with a rub. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't even know there was an N64 add-on. Uh, Andrew, what do you got? Uh, the Nintendo 64 disc drive. Tcon. Charles. It was in fact called the N64 disc drive, N64 DD for short. It was Dang. a disc drive attachment that went under the bottom of the N64 and allowed you to play games. Games like uh, what was it? Mother. No, Animal Crossing was a first originally yeah. released as a, a DD game. They were working on an Earthbound game for the DD. Uh, so some pretty interesting stuff there. But alas, it never came out. And alas, that is a point for Andrew. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a Japan only or not. Mm-hmm. I think I heard recently that they only sold 1,500 units. Wow. Total. So they're very hard to get and very expensive if you buy one on eBay. Question number two. Uh, what color was the Wii Mini? So there were three versions of the Wii. There was the regular one. There was one that would like just had sweet, slight internal tweaks that they didn't even tell anyone about. But then they came out with a Wii Mini, and it was a, it was a different color than the traditional Wii. So there's a hint. It's not white. What color was the Wii Mini? Wii Mini. Uh, Tcon, we're gonna have you go first on this. Andrew, do you have one? Is that what you're showing us? No, I was trying to picture it sitting in my hand. I, uh, I thought you were like doing a thing where you're like, it's right <laughs> here. Uh, Tigon, what color is you the Wii Mini? I don't know. I'll go black. Adam? I'm going to guess red. Andrew? Red. It is red. The center of it's black, but like it, it's it's red. It's a red console. Yeah. Sorry, Tigon. My main thought process there was it's Mario color. It was Mario color. Good guess. All right. Question number three. The Game Boy Advance SP was not the final iteration of the Game Boy Advance. What, what was? So there was another version of the Game Boy Advance to come out after the Game Boy Advance SP. What was it? I'll give you guys a little bit of time to think about this. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just checking to make sure that the the date collaborates and it didn't come before it, but I'm pretty sure it came after it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have uh, Tcon. Tcon's gonna go first on this one. What first? What? Uh... What was the the Game Boy Advance to come out after the Game Boy Advance SP? The SPS. Adam? <laughs> I'm guess like Game Boy uh, Advance Deluxe or something. Andrew? The, I, I don't know the exact title of it, but it's it's like the Game Boy Advanced Micro. It is, in fact, the Game Boy Advanced Micro. It's wow. I, I think it's like only twice or like it's one like, of the it's like one It's like one by two inches. Yeah, it's only slightly bigger than the the cartridges uh it's Ow. pretty crazy it's uh I'm, look up a picture of it it's pretty cool i have to now um all right so yes the game boy advanced micro oh. good job there andrew i feel like i remember seeing that uh question number four all right look at that how many versions of the ds were there not the 3ds this doesn't include 3ds Okay, just good. the base DS family. How many versions of the DS? Is that 
That's we're cool. there. I've never seen that before. So, uh, uh, Tcon, we're gonna have you go first again, buddy. You're in last place here. Hold on, I'm counting. <laughs> you fucked me up. <laughs> Sorry. Start again. How many versions of the Nintendo DS were there? Six. Adam? Four. Andrew? Five? It was four. Oh, yeah. yes. There was the DS, sure. the DS Lite, the DSi, and the DSi XL. Yeah, I was almost confident there were four but also there was something nagging in the back of my mind that there was another one a secret fifth one yeah no, was no i had the exact same as andrew i remember three of them and then i thought nah nah there's gotta be one more, I'm forgetting. Be one more uh all right question yeah. number five so it's not new that nintendo is terrible at naming things specifically their revisions there was a revision a redesign to the super nintendo in 1997 what was it called? What? 97? In 1997, they made a redesign of the Super Nintendo. What was it called? Tikon, you have no points, so you're going first here. You're the only one who is like <laughs> could form cohesive thoughts in 1997. <laughs> I never had a Super Nintendo. Um... <coughs> yeah, I got nothing. No guess? Nope. No guess. You just coughed yourself out of focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got I got oh wow. Uh Adam, to try to tie it up with okay. Andrew. So if I was going to <laughs> I have no idea, so I'm gonna crack on with the dumbest thing I can come up with. Uh you. The 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 super super Nintendo. Okay, Andrew. The Nintendo sixty four. No, the <laughs> the revision to the Super Nintendo was called the New Style Super Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> oh, new that's style. awesome. So, <laughs> Nintendo, it's the bad. New Style. So yeah, I wasn't kidding when I said they've been making dumb names for things since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, well, congratulations, Andrew. Andrew, three points. You did Yay. it. Good job. Remember, nobody tell Derek... The fact that he won, we'll see if he actually listens to this episode. My guess is no. Uh, <laughs> we may get a surprise text in the next couple of days asking about pizza, but I'm doubting it. But that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can send that over to Game Sharks Podcast at yahoo.com. If you send us another email about Batman versus Spider-Man, you are banned indefinitely from listening to the Game Sharks podcast. <laughs> uh, no one can legally stop you from listening to the Game Sharks podcast. <laughs> Whether or not I read the email on the podcast is a different story, <laughs> but I'll at least personally read it, so there is that. Uh, but with that, I do believe that we are finished.